All right, welcome and welcome back. I'm going to finish up. I'd been kind of going back and forth on 80s versus 90s kind of pop culture things. I went through, what did I go through? TV, music, and I did 80s movies a bit ago. And I was a bit young. I was probably, let's see... I was so I would have been six to sixteen in the eighties, so a lot more of the kid stuff, kid friendly stuff would have applied to me then. So now I'm gonna go into the nineties and it's gonna be a way different for me to look at it. I'm probably gonna go back and watch a lot of eighties stuff, but at least with the TV, I had pretty much come to the conclusion that 80s television has zero replay value and the majority of it does and so but there are some movie classics in there that I believe were the building blocks for what would be now I'm going to go over the 90s kind of maybe arguably the best decade for movies um for me at least um yeah there's so much I kind of I flipped once again I use ranker.com and they have some pretty good fan-voted um, lists in here. And you can break it down to different sub-genres also. But I just went favorite movies of the 80s last time, favorite movies of the 90s this time. And I did that for the TV. The music episodes I did were more kind of research. And I just kind of looked up the genres and talked about which ones were great, which ones were just kind of the generic music industry made things and what kind of resonated with me and so I feel like 90s has been winning hands down maybe more because I was an adult for the majority of that and so me developing growing up and finally my tastes had probably been developed and I was a fully functioning well we'll pretend I was (laughs) adult in most of the 90s so I'd kind of grown up flushed out what I liked and then I went to university so I think the shocking part in this is there's a few blockbusters or critically acclaimed movies from the 90s that I haven't seen and never have and so I'll write that off to just me being young and having well quotes better things to do in my 20s so school partying and just doing whatever um but anything that fell probably 96 on I would even venture to say maybe 95 on because I had a stint in film school at the U of R and then I ended up getting an awesome job at Blockbuster for between three and four years and then I watched everything so (laughs) a lot of the stuff in the 90s list I'll have a really um deep opinion and on but I think early 90s I'm not gonna have as much I was still late teens right so we'll see we'll get it going um like I said ranker.com is where I'm grabbing this from and your favorite movies of the 1990s so and it says originally by the ranker community and so like I've mentioned in previous episodes there's upvote and downvote buttons next to every movie and so I'm assuming the ones with the biggest um, gap between likes and dislikes are how they 
ranked. <laughs> so number one, no arguing here, the Shawshank Redemption. And this one took me, once again, 1994. It I didn't watch it for ages after it came out. Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman, and... Once I did watch it, it was like, why did I wait? So good. So, like, such a great movie. Um, must watch for a 90s movie. And I'm probably going to say that a lot about a lot of the movies on this list. Um, number two, Saving Private Ryan, 98. Steven Spielberger film. I saw it in theaters. Um, the opening scene where they storm the beach is so graphic and violent and just real. Um, great movie um, and the cast so good uh, definitely worth at least number one or number two number three Forrest Gump this is another one that I watched later it came out in 94 and it was part of that big run Tom Hanks had with just making great movie after great movie and Forrest Gump is in that field um, just once again worth watching the 90s had so many good movies Forrest Grump, Grump, <laughs> Forrest Gump, great drama. Um, now we move into kind of the blockbuster films. Number four, Jurassic Park. So the beginning of the dinosaur age, 1993. Um, yeah, just amazing special effects to bring the dinosaurs to life. Um, cool story about just how a theme park can go wrong and how greed can overrule safety measures not that that ever happens in the real world <laughs> so the first Jurassic Park's really good I think I saw that in theaters actually I'm pretty sure I did see it in theaters um number five T2 Terminator Judgment Day um 191 Schwarzenegger um this is one of those cases where the sequels or at least in my opinion the sequel's better than the first one and like I mentioned in the 80s movies, I believe Terminator was on that list. It should have been. Um, it laid the building blocks, like the first Terminator. The um, Well, the first Predator is probably still the best one. But there's certain rare cases, um, Alien and Aliens, where the sequel kind of does pick up some steam and provide a better movie. And Terminator 2 was just a great show, great movie, great soundtrack, and just... One of those just kick-ass um, movies, and it was on the edge of, or cutting edge of great special effects for the um, the T-1000 robot. So cool. I love this movie. Um, number six, Lion King, 94. <clears throat> this was part of the big Disney run. I think they pretty much had something relevant every two years for quite a stretch there. Um, I think Aladdin was in the 80s list and it's just kind of Aladdin Lion King and they just kept pumping out movie after movie and they were all blockbusters. Number seven, Goodfellas. This is on my list of watch it because <laughs> I haven't surprisingly. I don't know why. Um, I'm shocked. Martin Scorsese. Um, but yeah, once I, once I, uh, well, 1990, so I would have been 16 when it came out and yeah most of the early 90s stuff I'm probably guilty of missing um number eight Toy Story so this is Pixar 
um, their, was it their first thing? It was probably their first major thing, 1995. So this was huge and it was the first kind of like that Pixar style, not like cartoon animation. And it was amazing. And they got such a great voice cast for it too. Once again, Tom Hanks is everywhere. He's Woody. And um, even Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear was pretty cool. So yeah, for it to be number eight, it's a big deal though. But it was revolutionary. And Pixar, once again, Disney Pixar. Disney pretty much owns everything now. (laughs) But this was when they were just pumping out like blockbuster after blockbuster. And it was just, at least they had the all ages kind of, kids market cornered because i think this was before dreamworks kind of started doing some um stuff that was kind of the same number nine braveheart great movie great action pre nutjob mel gibson (laughs) so um worth watching like all these are almost must watches and i probably should sit down and watch goodvilles in the next while Number 10, Silence of the Lambs, 91, great film. Um, Jodie Foster was amazing. Anthony Hopkins was amazing. Um, Number 11 is going to be kind of a big one because it's Pulp Fiction, and that's Quentin Tarantino. And I remember when I took some film classes, it was everyone was just all about the Tarantino style and his uh, really rich dialogue stuff and the way he edited things like I think one of the big things with Pulp Fiction it was non-sequential storytelling kind of it's been done a lot now but the film was regaled for it's the way they laid it out in the different pieces and kind of all over the place plus the actors in it were amazing um Samuel Jackson John Travolta holy fuck I'm tongue-tied today Bruce Willis, Uma Thurman, just so good. Um, But yeah, the Tarantino movement. And then I think the one good thing that spun out of him was it started taking away from those kind of summer blockbusters just became a thing every year or just these big high budget movies. And I think Pulp Fiction was one of those movies that started stealing it back to really good storytelling and I should probably watch it again to see if it holds up because at the time it was so good and it was so nice between that and I'm pretty sure the other movie that came out around that time with him um, just it became about writing and storytelling and these non-blockbuster actors well they would become later but it built on something where You could have a good movie that wasn't just about special effects or violence or just over the top. Like the Michael Bay formula. More explosions. Number 12, Matrix. This just made it in. 1999, Matrix was the first DVD I ever owned. Um, Amazing. All the um, subsequent stuff has been meh. But this was kind of for me the coming out party for Keanu because up until then he was mostly the Bill and Ted guy with a few other kind of action movies but his role as Neo was amazing so good and also just 
the surrounding cast, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, um, Hugo Weaving, who would go on to do so many things like V for Vendetta and he was in Lord of the Rings and all kinds of stuff. But The Matrix was pre-revolutionary and even the underlying tone and the the things the movie would make you think about. Like now we joke about being like a blue pill or a red pill, but that probably statement or kind of just that thought process of do you want to stay an NPC or do you want to take the red pill and see reality, right? And so for what it really is. And so The Matrix was very thought-provoking and also just insane special effects. So it was kind of the best of all worlds and it kind of showed up at this perfect time when everyone was switching to the DVD medium. Um, Number 13, 7, amazing. Um, 14, Green Mile, never watched it. Don't hate me. And I was even a blockbuster at that time. I don't know why. Maybe I was burned out on Tom Hanks. Like, he was in so many Academy Award movies year after year after year. I think he won Actor of the Year three years in a row. And I just, I was probably burned out on him. Number 15, Home Alone, amazing Christmas movie. Once again, this just made it in uh, the front end of the decade. So it's a 1990 movie. And it's, I guess I can't even say it's a modern Christmas classic because it's like 30 years old. But it's just, it's in that heavy rotation now for Christmas movies you watch every year and Macaulay Culkin probably never had to work another day in his life since then (laughs) um number 16 Fight Club I'll just say once again brilliant um great film from a book that did really well and just another one of those well-written not high budget special effects movies but it wins out for being thought-provoking and kind of making you think about the world and the scenario you live in and should you live life. 17, one of my absolute favorites of all time, uh, Groundhog Day. Bill Murray, Bill Murray's a genius. Um, one of the best comedic actors of all time, if not the best one in my lifetime. I don't know if I gave anyone that crown in the 80s episode, but I could watch Bill Murray in anything and he's transcended time like there's other actors like Chevy Chase and a few of those other um, Eddie Murphy a lot of them fell off and I think Bill Murray still kind of rattled out or showed up in something quality at least every three to five years Um, and even other films with him like beyond his Ghostbuster and comedy stuff. Um, like Lost in Translation, Groundhog Day is brilliant. I recommend you watch it. Like of these first, however many, Groundhog Day, once again, not a huge budget, and kind of just teaches you the. It's a, well, no, it's about Groundhog Day, but it's just, I don't know if you. How would I put it? <laughs> um, it's just, I don't. It doesn't really teach you a lesson, but it's just a really good story about kind of because I know he was also in a Scrooge movie and it's just this is so good and well written and I kind of like that people online have dissected exactly how many times he would have lived that day over and over and over (laughs) to like 
become an expert of piano and learn the CPR and ice sculpting and everything he learned to kind of um, better himself. And then, like, you need to watch it if you haven't. It's so good. And just even how many times would you get depressed and just off yourself because you kept waking up that same day after day after day. Um, so good. Uh, 18 Fugitive, never watched it. Six Sense. Um, uh, was this the first M. Night Shyamalan? It's close. If it's not the first, it's the second. Um, one of those cool, like, you don't know what the secret is till the end of the movie. Um, spoilers, he's dead, <laughs> but the kid can see him. And so that's kind of the formula that M. Night kind of has gone by with these kind of cool stories that are um you don't get the whole picture and it kind of unravels in front of you i kind of tired of his formula i remember watching his maybe first two or three movies and then kind of getting tired of his shtick and kind of giving up on him as a writer and director but yeah six sense was so good and bruce willis is amazing uh number 20 aladdin so yeah more more Disney fun. 21, haven't seen it, surprisingly. Schindler's List, but um, early 90s. So yeah, I was probably face down in a ditch somewhere. Um, Goodwill Hunting, surprisingly, never saw it. Um, don't know why. 97, I would have been a blockbuster. I was just probably not in the mood for dramas back then not to say that I didn't watch any like there's so many on this list that are dramas that I absolutely love but just and it's sad because I probably should watch it like I love Robin Williams um maybe it's just Matt Damon and Ben Affleck I don't want to deal with (laughs) but I should probably do myself a favor and watch this one 23 kind of surprised it's this high um American History X 1998 <clears throat> um another um ed norton film ed furlong from t2's in it um just once again i like how there's some re- some of the really good dramas of the 90s in here and it's not all just explosions for money at the cinema and we'll get to some of those later and like even we had it before with t2 and a few of those things where the special effects really started ramming uh ramping up and of course i'm assuming episode one two and three are going to be in here somewhere speaking of special effects but i like that so many of these are just cool stories good writing or not a-list actors in a really well done movie and so maybe that's why i like the 90s so much for movies Um, But now, of course, we're coming up on Titanic, number 24, James Cameron film. Um, I know people who went and saw this in the theater like seven times, and I think it held the record for highest box office, which, of course, gets smashed by every Avengers movie now. Um, But at the time, the argument between this and Gone with the Wind, and they were started to tie like inflation, like they were really arguing about what the biggest movie scene in theaters was and titanic was that epic of a story like i remember it was (laughs) we were still in the time of vhs 
And so it was such a long movie when you bought it. And even my mom owns it and she didn't buy movies at all. I think she owns that and like Cinderella and then maybe some like made for TV specials um, (laughs) that she bought on VHS. But like, yeah, it just it was a error defining movie and three, four hours long, depending on the cut, I guess. Um, Yeah, that's funny underneath it's also made the list of the best movies you never want to want to watch again (laughs) but that but I know people who watched it like half a dozen times more than one um crazy next up like I said great character dramas um the usual suspects so good um the highlight of this well the cast um Kevin Spacey Benicio Del Toro um who else was in this? Stephen Baldwin, Gabriel Byrne, like so good. Just a great story. And just kind of you and the mystery unfolding in front of your eyes. And at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, so yeah, so many good dramas in this decade. Uh, 26, Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood. I believe when this was nominated for an Academy Award, it was the first Western nominated or did it win? I can't remember. Um, but I think it was like the uh, first Western nominated for an Academy Award in decades. Like Westerns were more like 60s, I'm assuming. Whenever John Wayne was around and they were pumping out cowboy stuff on TV and the cinema all over the place. It was just there was the Western genre, right? And Unforgiven... There was Young Guns, I believe, at least one, maybe not both before this, but those were action films. But Unforgiven was just this great, once again, story. And then the people they they casted, like Morgan Freeman, Clint Eastwood, and it was directed by Clint Eastwood, but so good. And yeah, I think it's rated the best Western ever made of all time. So it's like pretty impressive. 27, Beauty and the Beast, more Disney. Ah, here we go. Um, So the first Tarantino film, or the big one, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, Watch this a lot because of the film classes I took and just the heavy um, love for Tarantino in the early 90s. And probably for a solid decade, he was the man that everyone looked up to for writing because his writing style was so cool and, like I said, very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just dialogue. He was really, really good oh, phone at writing dialogue. Um, and those movies were both great. 29, didn't see it. Apollo 13. So I missed a lot of the Tom Hanks run where he kept pumping out great films. And it's a Ron Howard film. Um, no appeal to me. I'm sure it's great. Um, 30, Scream. I'm surprised it's this high up. Um, it, I don't, it's a Wes Craven film. It's neat. Drew Barrymore, Rose McGowan, um, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell. Like, I get it. And it kind of revived horror films because there was the cheesy, campy horror films of the 80s. There was some of the serious ones like Hellraiser. And I think horror kind of dissipated at least for popularity, from what I remember. And Scream kind of tried to bring it back and put a new spin on it. Um, Neat, 
I don't think it's must watch, especially being number 30. 31, Tombstone, um, all right, Western. Not as not anywhere as good as Unforgiven. It was all right. Val Kilmer, I believe it was Doc Holliday, was probably the best performance in it. But at 31, we're finally starting to hit some of these movies where I don't consider them must-watch. Um, except the next one is number 32 on this list, Big Lebowski, um, 98, um, Juliana Moore, Jeff Bridges, um, so good. Just Jeff Bridges as the dude is perfect. Um, John Goodman, uh, Steve Buscemi, like the casting, brilliant. The story is so wacky and weird, but it's by the Coen brothers. And as far as I know, the dude is actually based on a real person they knew growing up. And so it's just this weird story. Like, it's nothing like if if you were in the meeting where they pitched this movie, like I'm pretty sure it was independently made, but it has big names in it. And so we're at the or the yeah, Goodman was huge from Roseanne. And so and even Bridges. And so, how like, if you were listening to the pitch meeting for The Big Lebowski, you'd probably laugh your ass off and tell them to get out. But when you look, this is definitely a must-watch. And I have friends who are obsessed and think this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Is it? No. But is it great? Yes. Uh, definitely watch it if you haven't. It's so good. Um, 33 Casino, haven't watched it. Maybe I don't like mobster movies. Um, I don't know. Weird. Maybe I don't like Robert De Niro. I don't know. 34 Fargo, brilliant. Another, another Cohen film. Um, Steve Buscemi again. I remember hearing <laughs> a story that the Coens, as films went on, they wanted Steve Buscemi whenever he died to end up in smaller pieces each time he died. And so it's like Lebowski, Cremated, um, Fargo, Woodchipper. <laughs> and so that's kind of a neat little... How can we keep fucking with this guy and make him littler bits? But it's the actor playing it. It's not like it's the same character. It's neat. But Fargo, um, I think it became a TV show. But once again, great story about this little rural area um, and just kind of the neat um, characters of the people that live there and the accents and just kind of well done writing. And I can't stress that enough because in a lot of the stuff I see today, I feel that, that maybe it's just me, I feel that good writing has gone out the window for some Hollywood formula. <clears throat> and... Now for me to look back at how many things on this list are really well-crafted character stories, it's a pretty telltale sign. Um, Magnolia, never saw it. Um, Not a big Tom Cruise guy. Total Recall, which has been remade at least once. This is the Schwarzenegger... uh, I think this was Sharon Stone's first big film. Um, it was good. It's your generic Arnold blockbuster. Get your ass to Mars. Um, another 
37, another great story, American Beauty, Kevin Spacey, he rattled off some really good films before we found out he was a weirdo <laughs> in the late 2000s or 2010s, I guess. Um, but yeah, American Beauty was so good. Um, yeah. Once again, good writing, um, great casting. I think Kirsten Dunst had said she was supposed to be casted as the girl that um, was supposed to have the love interest with Kevin Spacey and she turned the job. I think it was her. Yeah. Is she the girl from Spider-Man? I can't remember. But I just remember somebody said that they got offered the role and they turned it down because they didn't want to kiss Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, 38, another instant classic, Office Space. I would put this in the same league as Big Lebowski as just one of those cult classics. Like at the time, it probably wouldn't have made sense in a pitch meeting. But, and this is Mike Judge, famous for Beavis and Butthead. And probably the biggest name in this film would have been in Jennifer Aniston as the girlfriend. But anyone who's ever worked an office job will watch us and just it'll touch their soul. <laughs> and now that I work in the office, it even resonates more with me. Office space, so good. Um, Dances with Wolves, uh, no interest till this day. <laughs> Sorry. Misery, Stephen King adaptation. Um, Kathy Bates was amazing in this movie. But yeah, it's more, they just kept rattling off Stephen King novels whenever they could into films. And this was a good one. You can never convey the book 100% properly. And I think some of the stuff that she did to him, they toned down. I think in the book, she cut his feet off. And in the movie, she just like sledgehammered his legs. Neither a desirable outcome, but toned down. Um, 41, just a summer blockbuster. Independence Day, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum. Um, Sci-fi, special effects, um, the movie of the summer, probably for 96. Um, yeah, I must hate De Niro and Pacino because 42 is heat and I've never seen that. So I must not like De Niro and Pacino on some low resonating level. So I'll have to start watching this shit. 43, also have not seen it. Dazed and Confused, have lots of friends that quote this movie all the time. Um, probably a stoner movie wouldn't have appealed to me at the time. Uh, not my culture. Ben Affleck and Mila Jovovich? Huh. Man, I loved her in Fifth Element. Anyways, Dazed and Confused. I'm surprised it's this high and ahead of some of these other movies. Um, 44, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, potentially the best Robin Williams comedy. Oh, that's 1993. Holy fuck. I didn't think it was that old. I thought it was later 90s. Um, just great comedy. Um, Men in Black, 45. Um, great. Will Smith, he's good. He makes quality stuff. I can't think of anything horrible that he's made or anything he would have done just for the money and just kind of mailed it in. 46, never saw it. Few Good Men. Um, here's a good one. 47, Fifth Element. It's been made. They've never, at least I've never heard of them making a sequel, a spin off, or anything. It's just a great 
one-shot sci-fi film that isn't Star Wars or Star Trek. And the end. So good. Bruce Willis, amazing. Um, And Gary Oldman is the villain. Fantastic. And Mila Jovovich as this cute... um, Was she alien? I don't know what her... Like, I get she was, like, the chosen one in the movie, but just her playing that character and kind of building up her knowledge from scratch while being the most um, (laughs) devastating killer at the same time, right? It's just, yeah, so good. And she was so great. And it was before she kind of got tied to the Resident Evil franchise. But, and I think she was Revlon, something cover girl of the year, year after year after year, and moved to Hollywood. And I would say that Fifth Element would be her kind of crowning achievement. Um, Shakespeare in Love, that's where I kind of got to learn who Gwyneth Paltrow was. I'm not sure if it was her first film. Um, neat, once again, cool drama, more of a period piece. Um, but yeah, not a must-watch by any means. So I'm going to probably start rattling through a bunch of these now that I'm approaching 50. 49, Truman Show, kind of a neat concept. Um, but now in retrospect... Everyone has a camera on them, so it's not so special of a theme anymore. Um, English Patient, never watched it. Edward Scissorhands, I thought that would have been 80s. Um, Great Tim Burton film. Early Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder. Um, Yeah, it's all right. So this would have been after Batman. Yeah, so maybe between the two Batman movies. It's neat. I don't know if it carries through time if you enjoyed the Tim Burton style which I did at the the time but I'm kind of over it now because that's he only does or at least I don't think he does anything that's not creepy and weird (laughs) with Danny Elfman Elfman music so um 52 Boogie Nights I thought it would be way higher um cool film about the porn industry um my cousin Vinny, all right i think i've only seen it like out of the corner of my eye on tv so add joe pesci to the list of people i have an underlined weird never watch policy point break never seen it um something about mary um now this is the ferrellis um they rattled off a bunch of quality comedies um something about mary would be probably their second or third best one um 98 Mulan from 1998 I'm surprised it's this high I've never watched it but I guess just part of that constant chain of Disney blockbuster after blockbuster 57 speed surprisingly never seen it Toy Story 2 uh rinse and repeat Pixar formula (laughs) um Ghost never seen it um as good as good as it gets cool drama more of your high-end kind of you bring in helen hunt and jack nicholson and have a cool story not a must watch or replay value in any way here we go 61 why isn't this higher fucking people 61 is clerks and this is the movie that kevin smith made i think it was for twenty seven thousand dollars um uh kind of and once again 
Kevin Smith is another one of those that really understood dialogue and character writing. And this movie, it was even in black and white. And I knew a lot of people that refused to watch a black and white movie just on the premise that it was black and white. (laughs) But then again, people hated widescreen also in the old days before widescreen TVs. And so Clerks is 94, and I don't even think it took off till the mid to late 90s and it's it's brilliant it's just this well done little character drama about a convenience store and the the cast of people that work within it and it's just well done um the first the second one's cool with rosario dawson that kind of follows up 10 years i think it was 10 years later but i've tried watching like Jane Silent Bob reboot the Kevin Smith magic to me is gone but his first like Clerks Mallrats Chasing Amy Dogma the big four I would watch those and go from there but Clerks it should be higher on this list for the fact that a it's on this list at all and he made it for under $30,000 like if he failed we would have never heard of him like at all so brilliant 62 falling down loved it good film not a must watch but a cool thing to watch just it's a joel schumacher film interesting (laughs) um i'm surprised it's this high but just kind of the story of like a normal guy having a meltdown and it's just interesting to watch probably nothing to write homo about but yeah seen it on this list it was a good movie and it's because of michael douglas 63 train spotting i thought this would be way higher it was such a cult classic at the time um and it brought the world ewan mcgregor um who would go on to be obi-wan kenobi and so many other things but yeah i'm surprised i thought train spotting would be top 30 for it to be 63 is almost insulting um But yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff coming out of England at the time. Let's see, 64, Pretty Woman, yeah, generic Hollywood love story. I think that's one of Julia Roberts' first blockbusters. Well, it was probably her first major blockbuster, but the world kind of fell in love with her there. More Disney, Pocahontas, ooh, 66, 12 Monkeys, um... Terry Gilliam makes some pretty cool fucked up shit. And this has Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt. Um, I don't know if I've seen it all the way through for just like watched it while partying because my memories of it aren't like the greatest. But it was cool. And Terry Gilliam makes, and if you don't know who he is, he's from, he was the animator, the American animator, I believe, for Monty Python. And he just makes some pretty cool films um boys in the hood never saw it sling blade yeah i think another out of the corner of my eye viewing um jumanji cool summer blockbuster i've never watched the rock reboots of it but or i can't even remember if there was a jumanji 2 back in the day but robin williams he made some great movies in the 90s holy shit kirsten dunce was the kid i didn't remember that anywho great amazing special effects but that would have been your summer blockbuster film 
Where are we at? Last of the Mohicans, never watched it. True Lies, generic Arnold movie, Nightmare for Christmas. Um, that's your Tim Burton special, but animated. Oh, Happy Gilmore. So here's our first Adam Sandler comedy. Once again, I'm surprised one of his comedies aren't higher. Um, because, well, at least Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are his two best works and his two earliest. He may, you could argue some of his other stuff, like even the, he just made Grandma's Boy, but he's good at making those kind of, um, just dirty comedies, like kind of not over the top, but like just your run of the mill. Not even, I don't want to say run of the mill. That's insulting, but like he just makes, good basic comedies that are for a little bit old over a crowd i hope that makes sense um la confidential never saw it oh fuck seven at 75 the professional they later added leon to the beginning um this is the luke besson film i think it was yeah because natalie portman was a little kid in this um for being this late in the list this for me would be a must watch from the 90s so track down the professional it's now called lay on the professional but uh so good i just i can't believe it's this low um it's the first kind of big film for jean reno i don't know if he made anything super super huge he was in a lot of action movies as maybe the number two or three guy but just once again well told well written story about a hitman and he kind of takes this young person under his wing um and kind of helps her she wants to learn to be like him it's really good movie actually i want to watch that again um iron giant never saw it cape fear okay yeah i must hate robert de niro i don't get it i've never seen cape fear 78 the mummy generic action film brendan fraser yeah it was I would say it's the only mummy movie worth watching again. See, and now 79, Austin Powers. This should be way higher and has replay value to me. But I like Mike Myers. So, uh, Liar Liar is all right. Interview with Vampires, never saw it. American Pie, probably outdated generic comedy. Tremors, that gets played all the time in reruns. Um, I've only probably seen it out of the corner of my eye. Jeremy Maguire, all right, but I can't remember if it got nominated for a bunch of stuff. But yeah, it was good. I wouldn't go out of my way to like watch it. But it's a story about a, he's a sports agent. And I think Cuba Gooding was the one who kind of stole the show in that movie. Where else we go on? Basic Instinct, eh, I don't think I've seen it actually. Yeah. I probably was too young and then never watched. Um, Batman Returns, get that shit off this list. Face Off, that's a summer blockbuster. Devil's Advocate, I did see this, so I don't completely hate Al Pacino. Um, but my memories of it aren't the, like it was neat. Um, but nothing to write home about. Starship Troopers, that should be higher. <laughs> but that's just maybe because I found it amusing. Donnie Brasco never saw it. Hook never saw it. Jacob Ladder never saw it. 
The game never saw it. Where the fuck was I? Clueless. Probably corner of the eye. Watching of it. Dust Till Dawn. Neat. That's a Robert Rodriguez film. Um, just good cast. Kind of neat vampire killing movie. Um, yeah, we're getting into... No, there's still some... Like Armageddon, generic summer blockbuster. But then we get to 97, The Crow. Which... I think people should watch. I think it has replay value. Um, Maybe that's just me being nostalgic, though. I don't know. I liked it. But then it had that whole um, mystery and allure to it because Brandon Lee died making the film. Before Sunrise, never even heard of it. The fuck? Malcolm X, never watched it. Yeah, we're getting into movies I've never watched. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, League of Their Own, Back to the Future 3. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, um, arguably the most popular one because they added Samuel L. Jackson to the mix, but the first one to me will always be the best. And we're going to stop there. I'm just going to scroll a little bit and see if there's anything. Well, Ace Ventura is way later down. Um, Wedding Singer, South Park, the movie, a dogma is in there. Mission Impossible, Babe. There we go. Lockstock. Two Smoking Barrels, that should get to get mentioned, at least for the fact that it's a Guy Ritchie film, and he made some good stuff. Uh, Thelma and Louise, Bugs Life. Oh, why is Natural Born Killers 119? Insulting. <laughs> I saw that in the theater. Maybe it doesn't hold the test of time, but it's an Oliver Stone film, and I just remember it being, like, crazy and larger than life. I must need to watch it again. Um, Twister, Die Hard 2, The Rock, Not the Wrestler, Blade, and that's where we're at. That's it. That's 125. Um, yeah, I think the 90s was the sweet spot, at least if you ask me. There's so many good movies, and it's not that modern blockbuster after blockbuster kind of larger than life, whether it's superhero or Star Wars, just some Disney or some other company pumping out crap it feels like there's now at least there's just an oversaturation of poorly written high explosion hollywood garbage with zero thought put into it and the 90s seemed to be this very sweet spot where the 80s kind of like television they were finding themselves and the 90s everything kind of came together and there's a solid mix of there are your summer blockbusters but there's just so many like just as you're going through this maybe if something kind of resonates with you there's so many good movies from the 90s or go to this ranker site or some other site and just look up movies in the 90s I think you will find value or something to watch that's either well made well written well acted and so many of them are all those things combined so, I think I'm done with my comparing to the decades. I think I've overwhelmingly come out as a huge fan of the 90s. Um, and even on this list, there's so much that I need to go watch. Um, we'll start with Goodfellas, I guess, and and my Robert De Niro unknowing boycott. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. Um, I'm going to try and keep things a little smaller again when it's my, um, just me rambling these, 
decade comparisons have been a little longer, but it is what it is. I do enjoy these long, like almost 100, 200 list of the decade stuff. I was glad I found it. I wish I had found it for the music, but I don't want to go back and look at albums and stuff like that now. Um, maybe albums would have been an okay way to do it. I enjoy the way I did it with the genres, though. So, thanks for listening. Um, if you like what I'm doing, I'll put a in the description. I will add where you can find me on social media. And if you enjoy what I'm doing, you can support me, whether it's through buying t-shirts, Patreon, PayPal, or as always, just listening to me on here. Helping my numbers helps me out big time. Thanks. Have a good night.